Welcome to the South Florida M&A Advisors Podcast, your trusted M&A team. Here's your host, Russell Cohen. Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone, to episode number two of the South Florida M&A Advisors Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeremy Wolf, and I'm joined with none other than your host, Russell Cohen, of course. Russell, good to see you again. Hey, good. Great to see you again, Jeremy. Yeah, so... What I thought we would do, um, being, being this is the second episode, I, I thought we would talk a little bit about the mergers and acquisition, the M&A process. Um, obviously, it's a detailed process, and there's a lot to unpack there. So maybe we could break it into little pieces, more digestible components, uh, so you could share some insights, some, some nuggets, um, and, and, and tips for listeners. So why don't we start with I guess, onboarding of a new client. Like, how does sure. that process work? Uh, talk a little bit about that, if you could. Great. Thank you. Uh, so, so obviously, we a lot of times we get uh, invited into a potential client via referral. Sometimes it's all different types of marketing. Uh, however, we're able to generate our, our new clients. But once we actually get in front of the client, it's very important that we start learning about the business, uh, get familiar with the history of the business, the the team, what makes the company unique and stand out amongst the competitors in the industry. So, you know, that first initial meeting uh, could take a couple hours uh, and leading up to, you know, I would have to say probably three to five more meetings uh, before we're actually selected to get the engagement process. Uh, so, you know, during those three to five meetings, you know, we are starting to gather the financial documentation, uh, you know, digging into the balance sheets, P&Ls, uh, you know, the backside of the, the financial side of the company. So we can either recommend a valuation, a, uh, a business valuation, or, uh, we can also put together a, a broker opinion of value, uh, which will let the seller know where the business value could land. Now, in, in the M&A process, um, the, you know, $5 million or less, you're probably going to come out to the marketplace with a price. But as we exceed $5 million, more $10 million, $20 million, hundred million, you know, with EBITDAs of, you know, 2 million, you know, to maybe let's say 15 million, that's where our, our niche is. You're, you're not going to put a price on it. You're going to have kind of like a structured transaction where no price and we go to market and we let the marketplace determine the price. So the seller has a couple options, set a price, or not set a price. And, and that's where we have the ability to, to get better multiples. Now, economy, economy drives that multiple too. Uh, we're in a period of high interest rates. So the multiples are going down as a result of higher interest rate. Yeah. Um, so the, the market is still very, uh, very hot right now, but multiples have a higher, um, a tendency to go down as I as I mentioned before. So once we give the seller a, a kind of like a potential 
landing spot if they feel good about it you know there's there's potential to go to the next level so we you really don't have to set a price so that's very important uh, so when we get past that process and we know we have a seller that is ready to sell there's a real reason to sell uh retirement uh they or they they're just really grown the business to a a level and they need help to get to the next level uh, a lot of a lot of business owners entrepreneurs self-finance their business you know credit lines and they get to a point where they hit the wall i call it the wall and they they've taken it as far as they can they don't know how to break through that wall and get to the next level and they you know they might be in their 50s and great time to take some chips off the table but bring in a partner let's say like a like a private equity group or um private company in their industry that is already at that higher level and they can you know let them run the company and guide them to that next level that they just can't seem to break through so so that that those are your, you know, life-changing events are great, but a lot of these uh, buyers of M&A companies, they want the owner to stay on. So we have to set the expectations. You're probably going to stay on from a year or two, and you have to be part of the team. Very important. If you're in it for a cash-out position, just not not going to happen that way. So... That is, a, we have to set the right expectations when we're meeting with the business owners that this is not about, it's, it's great to have, you're going to get a great multiple for your business. You're going to get a, a very large sum of money, but it's not going to be a cash deal where um, you should expect all the money all at once. All right. So setting proper expectations as we go through that early process with the business owner is is extremely, extremely vital. Um, we also have to set expectations where they are providing working capital for new buyer. So you, the business is a, is a machine, you know, you, you yeah. built up this company doing, you know, 25, 50 million, 100 million. And the buyer's not coming in to recapitalize the business. So, you know, we have to set the, uh, this is probably one of the key factors for our success is explaining to the seller that a buyer is going to dig into 18 months of balance sheets and they're going to determine how much money needs to be left behind, either via accounts receivable or cash, um, just depending where you negotiate, uh, more than likely accounts receivable. Uh, so that working capital leave behind is probably one of the one of the one of the stumbling blocks in in a in an M and A transaction. The earlier we address that, um, the better success that we will have getting to the finish line. So setting the right expectations early. Um, yeah. So moving moving forward in the process once. Once they have the expectation of, of the working capital, we have a general idea of the multiple, okay? Okay. And they're ready to go to market with our company. And and this could take, you know, 
three to, you know, the signing process, the engagement process can take a few months. And once they onboard us, um, we, we typically have a, a small retainer. Uh, just, I was just going to ask yeah. how that works with the retainers. Yeah, it, so, it sounds like you do. It sounds like you do an awful lot of work on the on the front end in terms of discovery and background. Um, sure. You know, so how does that typically work in terms of the retainer? Yeah, so you know, a lot of M um, and A firms might charge twenty five to fifty grand retainer front. You know, we're gonna. You know, we might our range could under ten thousand. Certain cases, smaller deals will probably go under five. We need that retainer because we're going to put together a executive summary. Uh, we outsource that executive summary to a company called ValueCraft, uh, which is a professional sim writing firm. And and what they do, uh, and and this company uh, is based in the United States. Uh, they have a team. Uh, that will completely take you from start to finish from writing that executive summary. So there, there is a cost associated with that. And there, there is a seller interview and it goes into tremendous amount of information. You were talking about 25 to 40 pages information about the business. Uh, so when we provide that exec executive summary to a potential buyer, they already know quite a bit about the company at that point and the financials. And they're at a point where uh, sometimes they move right to a letter of intent. And sometimes they would want to talk to the business owner. And other times they would um, combination talk to the business owner or and review the data room that we put together of the financials. But, it, you know, so like if we're going to be start using like a, st a structured transaction where we are taking offers, where we're trying to get the highest possible price, then what we're doing is we are preparing a buyer list, you know, of 100 to 200 of, of potentially the best buyers out there who can buy your company. And we're utilizing tools called private equity info which is basically all the private equity companies in the United States were able to go into this software, plug in certain keywords, and we will be able to get which private equity firms are actually have a platform in the industry. For example, if I, if I was trying to sell a plumbing company, I plug into the platform plumbing contractor, uh, you know, all the different keywords, and I will be able to get a list of all the private equity groups, that have a platform, you know, main investment in plumbing. And I will be able to get maybe 30, I'll make up a number, 30 to 50 private equity groups that have already have a platform and are adding on. They wanna add on to their um, existing platform. And in certain cases, if you are have a high enough EBITDA, your company is then the platform. And that's where the multiples get very, very lucrative. Uh, and then there's also private companies. Uh, we we use private company databases uh, that allows us to research based on many different criteria, uh, revenue, number of employees, EBITDA. And we can we can pull a list of private companies throughout the United States. Uh, and, and our 
databases go worldwide, of course, but um, but let's say United States, and we're able to add to that list. So once we have this buyer list, okay, and it could be 30 people, it could be 200, it could be 500, um, we will then reach out more than likely via email and send a like an introductory teaser, a one-page information sheet about the company. And it's, it's, it's fairly quickly a yes or no if they're interested because a lot of times, like, for example, in plumbing, if you're doing new construction, a lot of, a lot of companies don't want new construction. They want service work. They want commercial service work. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so for, like, new construction, that's not a sexy word in the plumbing world of for private <laughs> equity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, so, so once we reach out to all those firms through the list, then they're going to have, they're going to sign an NDA, but they're going to get the executive summary and then they're going to express interest to either get into the data room. Either they're going to make an offer, a letter of interest, letter of intent, you know, um, or, you know, we, we, you know, if it gets a very competitive situation, we're going to, we're going to set a date where, we're going to ask for a letter of intent by a certain date. And if we get a bunch of them, you know, we're going to pick the top three. All right. And do a management meeting on Zoom if they're not local. More likely not local. And then we're going to we're going to pick we're going to pick one and we're going to negotiate. And and then obviously try to maximize because we have three offers, hedge each one to get to the to the best top line price unless the seller feels certain companies are better like a culture fit and feels certain companies are might be better fit for their employees or most capable of getting to the finish line um, so sometimes price is not the key factor that drives the business owner it's you know can they do they have the funding are they the right fit you know, is there a right understanding between between the owners? So it's it's so it's a very complicated process, and and you get to that uh, LOI signing, and your work has just begun. I mean, yeah, it sounds certainly like uh, a complex transaction uh, to deal with the sale, uh, uh, structuring the business. And I think we just tipped the iceberg touching on some of these topics here. Uh, Moving on, we can get into in future episodes like deal structuring, negotiation, uh, talk a little bit more about pricing and all that. Um, But I I certainly think that's a good place to end for today. Um, Russell, always a wealth of knowledge, definitely a master at your craft. So it's always nice being in your company, brother. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Looking yeah, forward to the next episode. Absolutely. Um, everyone, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, catch you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the South Florida M&A Advisors Podcast. For more information, visit SouthFloridaMA.com or contact 954-646-7651.